everyone, and welcome back to the 31st Come Up and Reviews podcast. And uh, this is Brett from Come Up and Reviews. Hey, it's me, Ty. We're back with Wow Episode 31, or as Owen Wilson would say, Wow. <laughs> yes, the return of the ever popular Owen Wilson impression. <laughs> uh, I try to think of anybody else I can go Wow with, but just maybe that's perfect. Owen Wilson, Owen C. Wilson. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're going to top Owen C. Wilson in the wow sweepstakes, so I, no, I, no, I got it. You could do Keanu. He goes, whoa. But then, you yeah, know, but Owen C. Wilson goes, wow. So it's, yeah, very <laughs> different. And Joey Lawrence says, whoa. Oh, yeah, whoa. Let's bring him back. You know, Joseph Lawrence. So, well, he did. Like we've talked about before, he yeah. is someone who went from Joey to Joe to Joseph. So he's, like, he's actually had three name changes. <laughs> Didn't you, like a, uh, didn't you have like a rap career, or was that Brian Austin Green? Um, he he did have a pop music career. I don't. He wasn't oh. a rapper. It's more like oh, um, yeah. well, I don't know. I guess just a singer. You um, know, you know, B A G or Brian Austin Green. He had uh, <laughs> he had a rap career. I think there's a music video. He was like rapping behind like a playground or something. I'll look it up later. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Joey Lawrence video did get some significant play on MTV at the time. Well, he was very popular. Blossom was popular. Six was popular. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, Would you want to be named after a number? Like if your name is like nine? It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of that, I did hear that uh, two number names have become popular recently. Oh, uh, which ones? Well, remember that Seinfeld episode where George wants to name the kid seven? Oh yeah, yeah. Apparently, people oh. are actually doing that. It's because of what Stranger Things that girl eats waffles. Yeah, yeah. So I think there are going to be people that we're going to encounter in maybe ten to twenty years that are named Seven or Eleven. Seven <laughs> Eleven, perfect. <laughs> they can open their own franchise. Yeah, you get their own Slurpee. Slurpee would be their middle name, right? Or, or uh, big gulp. Sure. <laughs> uh, that could be. Uh, well, it's more of a nickname, but uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, let's not get into an E rating on the. Uh, <laughs> so, um, well, speaking of TV all... shows, you were yeah. talking about this animated show that didn't last very long, but people might remember it. Yeah, do you remember this one? It's in the late '90s. It was called Stressed Eric, and it was about. This... Eric. Yeah. I don't. I forget what channel it was on. Maybe it was ABC or NBC. I think it was Fox. Think... Oh, it was Fox. Okay, so it's hard to remember. And it was a guy named Eric Feeble, and uh-huh. he's just very stressed because he has a divorce and an a angry boss and a terrible family. It's like, wow, he's stressed. And, it's just like, and I guess that's supposed to be the highlight of comedy. Um, <laughs> well, I think what's interesting about Stressed Eric was that it ran into some controversy. Yes. Because, well, I'm, this is all from memory, but I guess people were angry and upset about this. <laughs> or stressed. And, <laughs> they were stressed. It stressed them out themselves, saying you can't have a stressed person as a cartoon and an object of comedy, and um, that could somehow, I don't know, hurt or influence people. So they canceled the show after just a few episodes. Yeah, I'd like to see the full show because I think now we're less. Well, we are stressed. We won't say what's going on in this world. But uh, if you want to hear my rant, just message me on Instagram to do it <laughs> about uh, a certain pandemic. So, wow. um, but yeah, we, we're stressed now, but. But before then, we had Stressed Eric. So, so what you're saying is now is the perfect time for Stressed Eric to return. Maybe, yeah. we na- maybe we now need in this world the return of Stressed Eric. I think so. I think it was ahead of its time. On, it, was, it was ahead of its time. Maybe they could hit, put it onto a, like some sort of Hulu or a whatever. Or, or a, what's that one? 
or DVD would be good. DVD or streaming or something or what? Tubi seems like a perfect for Tubi. Yeah. It's like yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into it later. Okay. Well, the, yeah. all, the last thing I'll say about stressed Eric is that. Oh, go ahead. It, well, it's just that you know at that time we had less stress. Now stressed <laughs> Eric would be like normal. You know, oh, yeah, we normal were so Eric. lazy and complacent back then. Like, wow, this guy is so stressed. By today's standards, stressed Eric probably wouldn't even rate. You know what I mean? That's a great point. Like he has nothing compared to what's going on now. Today, people, yeah, that just shows how little stress we had in the late '90s when <laughs> stressed Eric came on the scene. That's a great point. So I hopefully it can make a return to uh, some sort of format. I'm gonna, definitely going to look into this when uh later when we're done with this exciting podcast episode <laughs> well you know you've gotten certain uh, releases to happen like didn't you write to anchor bay saying you should release um deadly games or, or not well, deadly games no oh, it was, um, dead it was heat, dead heat, it was dead heat. I, I wrote anchor bay back in the day like put dead heat on dvd and they did and the special edition had all the cool behind the scenes footage of the you know the cool uh special effects the animatronics or whatever but, you know remember that scene of the uh the, like the flying food in the Chinese restaurant. Well, <laughs> well, vaguely, but I guess the, I think anyone who enjoys the Dead Heat DVD has yeah. you to thank because you <laughs> well, worked it before I, it came nice out. It's <laughs> <laughs> nice of you to say. And well, Deadly Games just came to DVD, I guess supposedly recently. So one of my favorite shows of the '90s. People don't know about that. I'll make it quick. You know, it's about these three people who are kind of sucked into this game in real life. Look it up on IMDb. It's a quality program. <laughs> and it had all, all sorts of people in it, like, um, I don't know, Jimmy Walker or something? Yes, Jimmy. Wow, yeah, Jimmy Walker. Well, the episode you're mentioning with Jimmy Walker is called The Camp Counselor. There's two partners. <laughs> and in one scene, you have Jimmy Walker, Anthony Michael Hall, and Kathy Ireland, all in one scene. <laughs> wow. And Christopher Lloyd makes an appearance, right? Well no, well, no, he's all over the show. He's the main villain named the Jackal, Sebastian Jackal. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh it's a, it's a high quality show now it's on dvd it's more readily available so hopefully people will watch it i just bought it uh from you know a guy in the amazon truck you know that's the hot new thing <laughs> yes your yeah, stock your, your package you is one stop away <laughs> right well you can track it now it's it's amazing yeah. but to get to our usual uh bits unless you want to keep talking about you know eric or sebastian jackal <laughs> Oh, now you're on a first name basis. Now he's just Eric. He's just Eric. He's, yeah. Of course, it's Eric always Feeble. a first name basis. Yeah, Eric Feeble, right? I guess. Of course, his name is Feeble because that means he's you know he's poor and put upon you know and weak. Right. Yeah, it's very funny. So, I guess. <laughs> well, Fox had to cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> but all that aside, um, yeah. we do have some cliches of the day. Oh right. Do I wait? Do I say? Oh yeah, it's the cliche of the day. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they're kind of similar and, and connected, yeah. which is an area where the final battle will take place. So yes. we have the, what we call the final field fight, <laughs> which great. is in most Godfrey Ho movies and other movies. But, you know, yeah. it's just a big open field where usually, if not a brawl will happen, but the final battle between the good guy and the baddie. Yeah, usually a ninja and someone maybe explodes, and then this is the end really abruptly. <laughs> well, if we're talking about Godfrey Ho, that's usually what yeah. happens. Yeah. Right. And um, the other one, which is in so many movies, and you know, not just Godfrey Ho, but all all across the spectrum of action, which is the final warehouse fight. Yeah. Somehow <laughs> or other, the the 
the two opposing forces will find themselves in a big, empty, abandoned warehouse. It's like a sparks okay. factory, too. It's like they make sparks or gold smelting or something. <laughs> or is it you said about Cobra, the steam factory? The steam factory. That was kind of the first one I was probably like, well, why are they fighting in the steam factory after the 25-minute Orange Grove, uh, Grove chase? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great uh, Blu-ray company. Um, no, sorry, that's Scream Factory. Never mind. Scream Factory. Oh. Um, <laughs> that, so... Um, yeah, so, you know, you need a place to end a big battle, and so yeah, you need a big open space, and so you got a field, so an FFF, uh, final <laughs> field fight, or, or a warehouse fight. Or it could be or more final factory fight, too, another triple F. Right, final factory fight, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that, um, above the law, the one with Cynthia Rothrock. Yes, that doesn't one. That, that has a big final factory well, or warehouse. Fight. Yeah, it does. And then he's on that helicopter at the end, too. No spoilers. It's just, uh, well, that's not a spoiler. Well, I mean, something might happen. Oh, well, that, was the alternate, <laughs> that was the alternate ending, right? <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen that. Definitely a long time since I've seen the alternate ending. Writing uh, Wrongs, right? That's the other title for that. Yeah, it's also called Writing Wrongs. Well, it's funny. You mentioned Above the Law because there's – this is what our uh, topic will be about shortly, because uh, certain titles have the same title. So, but, um, so I guess, uh, yeah, Cobra is a really good example, you know, because <laughs> you gotta love the part where he tells what, what's the Brian Thompson or the slasher, what is like, <laughs> does he have a name? The Night Slasher, right? Uh, uh, he says, you know, right. stops a uh, st- sucker. See, why do people forget about the sucker? Is that what I know. I, people always have that, which is a great line. This is where the law stops and I start. I think he's like, he puts like all like three of them in the same scene. <laughs> like, you're the, you're, you're the disease. I'm the cure. <laughs> which they then used for the poster. Yeah, awesome. And he has a, that poster. He's supposed to know it's for the poster, right? It's a, it's a great line. It's a great tagline. It's perfect. The Cobra movie is perfect. The four-star movie. Yes, uh, I agree. It's the perfect movie. Um, <laughs> it really is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm speaking of perfect movies, yeah. unless you have more to say about where the final battles take place. Nope, I'm done. Um, <laughs> now, I understand it's a listener to the podcast, our oh, friend Ian. It's our friend Ian. Thanks, Ian, for thinking of this great pairing. Of... You were talking to him, and yeah. you came up with the well, next segment we're going to yeah. talk about, which is should have been an action star. So take take it away. Okay, so... I want to do the song or do the thing. That was not much of a song. Uh, both. <laughs> okay, here we go. So, should have been an action star. <laughs> oh, interesting ending on that one yeah. today. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so here we go. We have the uh, Beck and Moby <laughs> in a cop movie. Right. So they're cops. They're partners. They're both one named singers. Yes. And one named um, singers. Beck and, and Moby. They, and they they team up, and you know, on the poster, you know, in the classic Wesley and Woody fashion, it would say yes. Beck and Moby, and it'd be like yes. a car, and they're speeding forward towards the viewer, Perfect. or maybe two guns back to back, and they have, they have guns, and one's <laughs> on the left, one's on the right. I was thinking of that one because I thought this would be really funny if they played it really straight, no comedy, and I have right. no other characters. Comedy, no comedy. I agree. Zero. Zero. So it's really funny. He's like, wait, this is played straight? You know, it's like, so I have Beck Jones, because they played it. And I don't Moby. think that's his name. Yeah, uh, Beck but... Jones. And Moby. Wait, in the movie, he plays a guy named Beck Jones? No, no, no. Sorry. Beck plays a guy named Beck Jones. Okay. He's, a guy, he's, he's Officer Beck Jones. 
Uh-huh. And then Moby plays Officer Moby Slade. Because uh-huh. <laughs> Moby, he, I assume, <laughs> Moby's a vegan, right? In uh-huh. real life. And then Beck, I'm assuming he likes chicken and shrimps. I'm going to assume, you know, meat. So it's like, so they're the original odd couple. Oh, okay. I see. I, all right. Um, now, I understand you have a title or a potential title for this. Well, here's, I have a plot and a title. So oh, they okay. team up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. You want to say something about it? Oh, no, no, no. Go, go. Oh, okay. So, you know, it'll be kind of like. You know, like a, a money train, but not like, but it'd be like a James Bond type of thing because there's an evil madman poisoning all the vegan food. Oh. And Moby Slade is not happy. So, right, so that gets his hackles up, I assume. And so he wants to get to the bottom of it, but the chief probably doesn't want him to. No. And he wants him to concentrate in other ways. But Moby Slade knows that yes. there's more to it than just that. He has to follow the trail to get to the, you know, the conspiracy that goes all the way to the top. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was thinking. And Beck Jones, you know, he helps Moby Slade. <laughs> to mm-hmm. he, you know, they don't fight. You know, there's no bickering. It's like, we're going to team up. You know, you know, I like chicken and shrimps. They help you with your, with your vegan. Uh, yeah, so you're a vegan madman. So I have a title, which would be Vegan Justice. Oh, okay. Well, you're you're right. There's no way that I would have come up with that when we were talking about that. So, no, that's not what I was thinking at all. I told you my, my title is not the best, but um, okay. uh, which is it would just be called Moby Beck. Oh, it kind of like Moby Dick. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned Moby that. Dick, it would be called Moby Beck. Moby Beck, but see, it could be like you know <laughs> that could be misconstrued as like some sort of whale, you know, whale title. It is like. Oh, that's true. Um, but you know, like what's that? What's that boring movie about the whale that came out a couple years ago? Like in the heart of the sea. Part of the sea, where there's like they're surrounded by CGI water. CGI water and CGI whales, and who's in that? Crims Hem- Chris Hemsworth, or I don't know who cares. So it's like it's Crims Hem- Hemsworth. It is. Okay, yeah. I don't know. It's a uh, you know, Liam Hemsworth. I don't. Know. I don't care about these things. So, Larry Hemsworth. There's a Larry Hemsworth now. Yeah. <laughs> there's a Larry Hemsworth and there's a Larry Killmonger. Right, he's the bad guy in black. <laughs> well. I, supposedly, I wouldn't know. I, I I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast yeah. before, but I've never seen any of the Marvel or DC movies, um, unless you count Punisher Warzone yeah. um, or Man Thing. Yeah, Man Thing was the best one. <laughs> you know, and, and I I haven't seen any of them. And I uh, the last time I saw a superhero movie besides those, if you count you know Punisher as a superhero movie, which it kind of yeah. isn't because he, he's not really a superhero. He's, he's just a, a man. He's a vigilante. Um, He's a vigilante. It was when I saw Batman Returns in the theater when I was a kid. I haven't seen a a, a superhero movie since. Well, see, the thing about Killmonger is like, so he's supposed <laughs> to be, it's, well, obviously he's evil, but he's like, maybe, I haven't seen Black Panther, but I'm assuming he like plays, you know, be, it's nice for a second, but then like his last name is Killmonger. It's, like, it's kind of like the Green Lantern, you know, the bad guy of that thing is named Sinestro. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, it's, it, this stuff is, it's, you know, I don't want to anger anyone, but no, no. this makes for children. I mean, uh, yeah, the kids are true. supposed to enjoy this stuff. Yeah, and so kids will enjoy it. You know, as um, we're full fledged adults, you know, maybe you can watch the occasional one, but I'm not going to watch these nonstop. You know, it's like. Well, I know people, certain people are kind of obsessed with them. And, yeah. you know, mm, that's fine. Great. Be obsessed with your, you know, 
CGI spandex or whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, well, you can make fun of us for liking what yeah. we like, and we'll make yeah. fun of you, and then that's yeah. the way of the all, world, you know? It's all, it's all lighthearted fun. There's no, uh, you know, maliciousness to it. We're just having, no, no, having no. We're just kidding. British people say. So it's like... <laughs> um, uh, so now that that's over with, we yeah. can get to the topic at hand, which yeah, this, is... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, on the website, we have noticed another weird trend. There's a lot of the movies that have the same title as it has the same title. So, you know, like your last man standings and your above the laws, you know, Seagal <laughs> and then Rock Rock, you know, or right, we'll get it. And, and we've talked about those before. So we're not really yeah. going to talk about those yeah. only because we've talked about them before. We're, we're going to exactly. highlight the ones we haven't yet talked about. Yes. So I have 10 movies to talk about or technically it'll be 20 so i'm just gonna run them down as usual and we'll talk about them and our okay, first movie today is danger zone so okay now the danger zone <laughs> we can talk about first is the one about the uh but the women band right oh yes i i like this one yeah yeah um uh, i'm blanking on the name of the band um i can look it up i think it's a skirt is it the skirts yeah, it's the skirts. So wow, okay. they're, and they're supposed to be on a TV show called Celebrity Exposure. <laughs> but um, they, it's kind of waylaid in the desert yeah. when they're driving to L.A. by some baddies, and then yeah. some uh, some bad things happen. Now, it's, it's, it's an enjoyable yeah. movie from what I remember. The, the, the flirts, that, that aspect of it, I liked a skirts. lot. Or, sorry. Well, I, it's funny because in the review, I compare them to this band, this real-life band called The Flirts. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> which, I think might, which might have been the inspiration for the skirts. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't sense. know that for a fact. <laughs> it's pretty close. Um, now, before we get in, we're not going to get into every little aspect of the Danger Zone, but there's also the new image movie called Danger yes. Zone, yes. which features the immortal performance of Robert Downey Jr. Yes, it's one of his best roles. Well, okay, maybe not. But he got paid like, what, $500,000 like two weeks of work or something like that. It's like, I think if I was Robert Downey Jr. in that time frame, because I don't think he was doing so hot. <laughs> um, it's like, okay, I'll go to Africa, South Africa for two weeks for 500, or maybe 250,000. It was a lot. And it's like, so he puts in, well, <laughs> his performance is maybe <laughs> a little lazy. Impression? Well, because um, well, there's one great part of the movie yes. where uh, he says this. This sucks, man. But about, <laughs> the way he says it is a like, on the movie for a second. People haven't seen it. Um, so Billy Zane is like a you know like a treasure hunter kind of guy, kind of like Indiana Jones. And then he goes to South Africa to you know bust up this kind of like corruption ring. And then Robert Downey Jr. is a part of that. And it was kind of a slight spoiler. But then there's a bunch of you know wacky chaos. It's a new image movie. So Wakari uh, Tagawa is the villain, of course. As per usual. Yeah. And I mean, it, we thought it was just okay. But the, the thing about Robert Downey Jr. is that he doesn't really care. He's, he still has contempt for doing this role at all. <laughs> so it's really funny to watch. It's just, yeah. And yeah, like you said, it's before he, his sort of resurgence. Yeah. Like, you know, like this similar thing happened to John Travolta, and he was kind yeah. of in the dregs for a while before yeah. he went back to his, you know, status at the top. Sure. Now he's, now he's back down. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah. Well, you know, you know, you know how it is in the biz. You go up, you yeah. go down. But this is, down. Is, this is at a point where 
you know, Robert Downey Jr., which is hard to remember now because he's been on top for so long. But there was a time in the 90s when he was hitting the skids. And this is one of them. So New Image got a hold of him for, you know, a very high price. And he's not in the movie that much, from what I recall. I'd say 10 minutes at most. But it's really funny. It's like, why are you in this? I mean, Billy Zane, I understand, or something like that. But it's like, you? You were in Chaplin. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and lots of great movies. But the thing is, they want to get that name on the box, you know. Oh, Robert Downey Jr.'s in this. Oh, great. That's how. I, that's why. I bought, well, I heard it was a ridiculous movie, and I bought it on Amazon ages ago. Hmm. And the the the, the, t- the tagline's cool: action at point blank range. <laughs> right. So it has Billy Zane, Robert Downey Jr. in that tagline. It's new image on VHS. I mean, I yep. can see why you bought it. I think it's only on VHS. There might be some DVDs in foreign countries, but like this is a VHS only tape. You know, well, it's probably outside. because, you know, there may be certain issues involving Robert yeah, Downey maybe Jr. Because, well, someone should ask him about this movie. Like, remember you're in Danger Zone? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't. We've mentioned that before. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is no one asked Sandy Bullock? That she was in Hangman, uh, the movie with Jay Christian and Morganson movie. No one asks her about that. They always ask her about, you know, Gravity or The Blind Side. It's, but not that one, not they, Hangman. They, you know, they should ask about Hangman, which is, it's, it, I did watch that other Hangman from your collection. Oh, the one that's with right. LDP. LDP, and, uh, Adam Phillips, people don't know the abbreviation. And um, I always want to say Mad Chick Amen, but it's actually <laughs> Mad Chin Amic. Yeah, Mad Chin um, Amic. Yeah, great yeah. name. Um, and I like her, I mean, as a Twin Peaks fan and just in general, but she's one of those people that if she's in it, I become interested, you know, oh, she's in it. Okay. I, I want to see it. Um, and so yeah, she's I in it as a good role in it. I mean, the movie is kind of low rent, but, um, but you know, it's a good DTV kind of thriller, serial killer thriller. Oh, for sure. hundred um, percent. I agree with that. I mean, I would definitely watch it if you have nothing else to do. It might be on <laughs> your local streaming services. You know, check your yeah. local grocer's freezer. <laughs> As they would say. Yeah. Um, get those Gordon yeah, fish yes, exactly. That's what they'd say it about. But yeah, I wouldn't necessarily run to go see Hangman. But no, um, no. if it's available and you have the time, uh, you could do worse. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, did you also want to say about the other Danger Zone, not the Billy Zane? Like, I think we kind of glossed it over a bit. Or is that. Yeah, we did. Do you want to say more or do you want to talk about. Don't forget there's a sequel. Right? There's Danger two Zone. There's two sequels that we. We, have, we, we put on a Danger Zone 3 on the website a couple months ago, uh, Steel Horse War. <laughs> right, Steel Horse War, yeah. It, it's like a mixture of, uh, what is it, like, the Wild Angels and, like, uh, what's that movie? <laughs> Princess Bride, right? Because he's being told, <laughs> the kids told us a told story about these, you know, right, bikers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a creep show or creep show 2. There's, yeah, like, a comic show. book. Oh, yeah, yeah. creep show is a better example, yeah. Because, like, it starts with, like, a comic book and then it becomes, you know, kind of fades into the movie, which (laughs) why would a biker movie like The Danger Zone do that? We don't know. But (laughs) do kids read biker comic books? Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. idea. And I believe was there was there a guy with a Hitler T-shirt? I think (laughs) (laughs) there was. Obviously, you can't buy that today. Where the heck do you get that? Like, if I wanted to buy a Hitler shirt, like, where do you even go? Like, how did they have a Hitler shirt? I, they must have made it themselves, or because Forever Twenty One doesn't have that anymore. No, not no, anymore. Yeah. Not to those woke people got them to get rid of it. <laughs> we don't want Hitler T-shirts, obviously, but it's 
he must have made himself on his like silk screening machine or something. Yeah, it's so possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it had it, it, that. I like the first Danger Zone. Third one, you know, it's it's it has its moments. I mean, I haven't the seen the second, second one. We haven't seen the second one. No, we haven't seen so, it. So we'll watch. So it we're looking for that. Yeah, we'll we'll find out one day. Um, all right, let's go to our next movie or next movies, which is <laughs> Getting Even. Now I'll start with the one with Richard Roundtree. And uh, Harrison Muller Jr. Yeah, I can talk about the other one. Yeah, okay. So but that's how we should do it from now on. Maybe we, we should have planned this. You mentioned one, and I'll mention the other, and then we'll. Okay. Well, let's try that. Let's see what happens. Okay. Well, it's uh, it's live. You know, this is a live. This is recording. live radio. I mean, not really, but yeah, it is. Yeah, it's live internet radio, but then it'll be recorded and taped. You know, it, <laughs> we know how podcasts work by now. So, getting even, uh, Richard Roundtree and Harrison Muller Jr. Okay, <clears> so back in the old days of the website. All we had were Harrison Miller Jr. movies and J. Robert Jr. movies. That's all we had to watch, you know. So it's like anybody with a junior and Robert Downey Jr. because that was in the beginning too. <laughs> Someone right, with a junior. That's true. Yeah. We don't have any Desi Arnaz Jr. Uh, movies yet. Well, not yet, but you are going to be buying Auto Man very soon. I understand. Yes, I am. Well, I have Super Force. I think it's like <laughs> very. Okay, Street Hawk. It's Street Hawk. Street Hawk. Rex Smith. Um. Okay, so this is a fun movie, if you remember. It's like a Vietnam... They had to go back to Vietnam, uh, Richard Roundtree and Harrison Muller Jr., to you know take out the baddies. And it's like a drug syndicate. I watched it this year. I just bought a copy, finally. And it's fun. I don't know if you remember much about it, but it's like it's like an Italian kind of actioner. Yeah, and, uh, that's what I remember about it. And I remember liking it. It's like a semi-sequel to Miami Cops. So it's like... Right, which also starred Roundtree and Muller. Yeah, Muller Jr. Sure. And it's like... Um, I won't mention the other Muller that was in the news last year, but he was, let's just say, uh, he didn't do a good job. <laughs> Maybe his name is Bob Muller. So it's like, no, not we're, not, no, we're not going there. We are not going there. I, I, here, I'll save us all by talking about the other getting even, yeah. which <laughs> Edward Albert, right? Um, I'm sorry, what? Isn't, isn't it Edward Albert? Oh, yes, yes. I thought you said Marv Albert or something. Right? What? I only heard the word Albert. Yes, Edward Albert. Yes, Marv Albert. <laughs> um, we're not going to talk about it biting on this podcast. That that's a rule we said thirty episodes ago. Price so we, his, we, his toupee power, just like uh, Sam Donaldson. So it's like <laughs> uh, anyone, anyone of those people could have been an action star. But we're going to move on. Yeah, and, we want uh, to talk about this movie with Edward Albert. So go ahead. It's almost like, you know, well, Eddie Albert. See, there's Eddie Albert and there's Edward Albert. And yes, yes. I'm not I make that Eddie Albert. So what, you have a you have a, you know, connection to those two or what? Well, I, besides that they have the same name, no. But in the 80s, Edward Albert was a potential action star for real. Yes. And he was, you know, he was in the running and, you know, with everyone else in the video world to be an action star. And this is almost like he has his own corporation. He's like a rich guy. Um, and, uh, but there's an evil baddie played by Joe Don Baker who wants to yep. release like some poison gas over, I think Dallas or some Dallas, yeah. Texas. And so it, it's up to, um, Edward Albert to stop him using the powers of his, uh, you know, inventions and in his corporation. Yes. You have a great memory. Cause I watched the, I think we watched it last year. It was a lot of fun. Good rewatch. People should check both of these out, but I think. Yeah. 
Try to give which one was better. Um, I think they're, I mean, they're very different. It's, they're very know, different. it's not apples and oranges, but you know, um, Edward Albert does have a great outburst. Yes. So, <laughs> which I won't give away, but if you watch it, you will enjoy it. And, well, and speaking of which, um, uh, Joe Don Baker's name in the movie is King Kenderson. I was just and, about to say that. So, yeah, keep that name in mind when you watch Edward Albert. So. And it has like 80s computers and um, yeah. uh, lots fun. of great stuff. That um, was a that was a time tunnel find back in the uh, back in the day. It's like, and the, the cover is great because he's got Edward Albert's got that cool mustache. And it's just like, you know, ten million dollars or sixty four million people die. <laughs> right, die. That's the tagline. Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm butchering the tagline, but uh, unless you want me to get the real one, but I'll just butcher it for now. So <laughs> butcher now, think later. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, so that was definitely yeah. worth watching, I'd say. And a lot of these could be good double features. Like if you yeah, you have them, just watch them. Like you could watch the two Danger Zone movies together. You could watch these two together and, you know, you could pair them up. I mean, based on their title, because, you know, just because the title is similar doesn't mean the movies are similar at all. That's a good point. And now let's want to talk more about King Kenderson. I have our next movie movies, (laughs) which is Under the Gun. Um, Now, one of them stars Richard Norton and one of them stars. Uh, Sam Jones. So I know which one you want to talk about first. Um, well, I know uh, for the Richard Norton one, yeah. the back of the DVD says, likable action star Richard Norton. Well, he that's is likable. He is very likable. We've been quoting that ever since. We always yeah, call yeah. him, we always say, oh, likable action star Richard Norton. He's like, well, he should get his own podcast episode. Maybe we'll do that in the future. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we should I'm do gonna that. I'm going to write that down. I'll write that down. And uh, he's enough. he has enough product, so we could definitely have a podcast episode. Or more, more than one, maybe. We'll maybe we can do it, or maybe we can get a concert or another guest. Um, I'm going to write that down. Well, definitely in the new year, for sure. So get ready. For yes, yes. Mm-hmm. 2021, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's so crazy, 2021. Um, so, yeah, under the gun, I'm trying to remember the plot of this uh, Richard Norton vehicle. Uh, it's like something about an I, a hockey rink? No, 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 no. He has to get some money. Remember, he's under the gun because he has to like get some money or something by a certain time period, or the gangsters are going to kill him or something. Yes, yes, and I think it's a little cheapo at, at parts, if I remember, but it's still fun. So, um, um, and we got this at the library. We sure did. <laughs> right. So yeah, yeah, Richard Norton, uh, Kathy Long, which is really hard to find her movies. Uh, the Stranger. You ever heard of that one? not off the top of my head no it's like she's a vigilante and she's out for justice going up against andrew devoff now i've been waiting Uh to see this movie for a very long time it's on it's on the original (laughs) list of everywhere (laughs) so over 10 years since i heard of it so and i love the tagline for this go ahead i was gonna say it sounds really good that kathy long i always want to say it has a cool cover she has like a huge shotgun on a motorcycle it's really cool really oh wow i'll have to show you the cover um, when the next time I see it today. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, the thing about the tagline for Under the Gun with Norton is you can't outrun a bullet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and my memory is that he's sort of like has a gun like kind of upraised towards the camera. Like he's yes. shooting out from the yeah, camera or, you know, from where yeah, he is. Yeah, he has two guns and you're not oh, going to believe what guns. we put. He has two guns. Um, you're not going to believe what we put. What? Okay, so... <laughs> Richard Norton stars as Frank Torrance, a man under so much pressure he makes stressed Eric look like a pot smoking sloth. What? I wrote I'm not that kidding. Back in, what? I wrote that back uh, in 2011. 
That's absolutely amazing. And anyone blessing this, we did not plan that at no, all. I did not remember that until I just read it. <laughs> so it's like, that's crazy that we, I, wow, maybe Stressed Eric is like the, the show of the day, you know, like Pee Wee Herman's <laughs> word of the day. It's like, <laughs> it's, I'm still kind of reeling by the crazy yeah, coincidence of that. I couldn't believe, yeah. So you're right about the plot. Yeah, he, he owns a nightclub and he's, you know, these mobs are after him. You know, um <laughs> yeah it's not bad i would definitely check it it's definitely a low budget movie but it it uh you know it beats those trappings i think yes yes that's that's a good way of putting it and yeah. i do agree with that now the one of sam jones under the mm-hmm. gun from 1988 now the one with norton is 1995 if you want to just take a look people want to look that up so this is from 1988 so I'm just saying these years. Sorry, yeah. I'm saying these years because if people want to look this up, these are the movies we talked about before. Maybe we should start giving the years. Okay, like, you know what? That's yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, I'll do that right now. Danger Zone. No, well, Danger Zone we said was 1995, right? The yeah, um, the Downey Jr. Oh, sorry, um, 96, and then the other Danger Zone. Um, is um, 1987. Okay, 1987, and then yeah. um. Yeah, Danny Jr. is 96. Now, getting even, the years are, I'm going to laugh if it's the same year, um, is a 1986 for the movie with uh, Edward Albert, and then 1988 for the one with uh, Richard Roundtree. Okay. All right. So going forward, we'll do that. But, yeah, uh, no. So this is Under the Gun we're talking about from 1988. one where on the cover they like, pasted in his head oh. on it different yeah. person's body it might be again but i in the picture we have i don't know does i kind of look like it when you look you know it's not like a <laughs> driving force the other sam jones were clearly pasted on some heads they and white force didn't they do it on oh, white they, force also yeah, they did yeah white force yeah we're, yeah they did why they paste on uh, sam jones head all the time i don't understand it's part it's contract i don't know <laughs> maybe I, I have no idea but if you look at those three video covers the head looks very suspiciously pasted yeah um, gotta look. the thing about under the gun 1988 is the cast is amazing you got sam jones you got vanessa williams i know it's two vanessa williams <laughs> wow uh, seeing double today <laughs> <laughs> which might be the name of this episode and of course our buddy from <laughs> private wars dan tullis jr Oh, I love Dan Tullis Jr. Yeah, he's great. And Rockney Tarkington, another great name. <laughs> like, I want wow. my name to be Rockney. It's so good. It's like <laughs> Rockney. Oh, I thought you were saying you want your last name to be Tarkington. Well, that too. <laughs> Ty Tarkington? I mean, it's not it's like King Kenderson. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, it is. So um, the plot of Under the Gun 1988 is Mike Braxton, Sam Jones, is a rough and tumble cop, and then he just kind of goes on the run. With uh, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> with Vanessa Williams, but he has a brother named Tony Braxton. <laughs> I'm oh. Nick <laughs> and they got Vanessa Williams to be the yeah. woman. Like, like, couldn't they have gotten Tony Braxton? Or no? I, I guess not. Right? Not, very similar know. singing careers. Exactly. That's crazy. Tony Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Tony Braxton teams up with Vanessa Williams, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I know that's not really what happens. But yeah, and then you know, um, there's a bunch of goons after these after Vanessa and uh, Sam Jones, and then will they get out from under the gun? Find out today, you know. <laughs> so this is definitely a solid actioner. I have to get a copy. I think we watched oh, this from. I don't own this one. I 
Oh, I don't the other one, too. I think he rented it from the library, the Norton. This one, oh, yeah. we rented it from Video 7, so maybe uh, our buddy still has it, and I'll ask. So, because I want to get a copy, or I'll look it up online. So, yeah, this is a fun one, because it's like, there's rocket launchers, it's a goofy fun, <laughs> there's sax, wailing guitar on the soundtrack. This is a good one. So Yeah, car chases, right? Um, let's see, what else? Yeah, so it's a good action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that cut you off? No, no, go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. You're saying that there's all these, there's some songs called Talking About Love by Deborah Laws and Paralyzed by Brenda Ryerson. Do you remember those okay, songs? I don't remember. I don't remember those songs at all, but maybe I'll go on YouTube and see if they're there. So we'll go to, if you else want to say, I'm going to go to the next one. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a tough one to talk about which one is sillier. But we have Overkill. So, okay. Oh, overkill. Okay, let's uh, talk about the one with, uh, what is it, Aaron Norris first? Yeah, Aaron Norris. I did. Aaron Norris. Well, okay. this is the scene that we've talked about before, but I don't know yeah. if we mentioned it on the podcast. Oh, this is 1996, Norris. by the way. 96. Is so, you know... At this time, you know, Chuck Norris was very hot. And yes. um, so all the other Norris brothers got a chance to, you know, make these DTV yeah. movies. My. You know, most notably Mike, but also Aaron. And um, <laughs> so this is Aaron's, you know, contrib- contribution to the action genre of the day. And, yes. um, and at least in a directorial aspect. I mean, I know he worked with Chuck on his other things, but this yeah. is he directed this. And um so there's a scene because it takes place in some like Caribbean island. It takes in place a place called San Carlos. Now, before you mention that, do you uh, remember his name in the movie? Oh, it's awesome. Uh, just tell tell us okay. all what it is. Jack Hazard. Oh right, Jack Hazard. Okay, yeah, same as Jack Hazard. And um, why you'd mess with a guy named Jack Hazard, I have no idea. But um, so Michael Nori is the big. Daddy. Yes, and his name is Lloyd Wheeler. Michael Norris is Lloyd Wheeler. It's like, okay, his name really? is Lloyd Wheeler. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he has like some evil spear on his wall. Yes, right? it's, like a, it's like a ceremonial spear. Yes. And it's like on the wall, kind of within reach, actually. Within you know? reach, yeah. and, he's, and he has like a, you know, a monologue about this spear. It's like, this is a very deadly spear and this is an old spear and uh, you can't touch the spear. And then the audience is thinking, okay, at some point in the future, someone's going to get speared by the spear. It never happens. The spear is never mentioned again. I, you would think like, okay, Jack Hatch is going to throw the spear at Lloyd Wheeler. It's going to be awesome. Right. That, that's what we're like building up to that. Yeah. That's going to be the big climax. And that yeah. when Lloyd Wheeler's dispatched, he's going to yeah. get a taste of his own spear. Perfect. Um, doesn't happen. And I don't think that's a spoiler because it doesn't yeah. happen. So you can't yeah. give a spoiler yeah. something that doesn't happen. <laughs> that's a great um, point. That's an amazing point. Yeah, it doesn't happen. So it's not a spoiler, bro. Um, so th- th- that's one of the things I remember from Overkill. Uh, and yeah. Is this um, um, Food for Feet? I was just, did you read my mind? I was about to mention Food for Feet because there's a song called Paradise by the perplexingly named Food for Feet. Yeah, there's a band. Was it? There was a real band from what I remember when I looked it up, and they're called Food for Feet. And... So, <laughs> let's break that down for a second. So, like, you're, you're, there's like a birthday cake on the ground and you're barefoot, you just kind of mash your feet into it, and somehow you can eat it that way. Is that well, how I, that works? I was or? thinking that you buy food and then you get some new feet. 
It's like, oh, I was thinking the other way, you know, so see, there's a lot of interpretation here, like much like the movie Overkill itself. There's a lot of room for interpretation. <laughs> it's funny. We watched that, I think, on old Netflix streaming, I think, <clears> or I think when, before Netflix got all classy, they had Overkill or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, it was kind of, you know, we seem like we're almost praising this movie. It's not very good. Just giving oh, me yeah. a heads up. <laughs> That's right. I don't want to make it seem like we're praising it. It's not that good. Just because his name's Jack Hazard, don't let that fool you. I mean, it, now that we're talking about it, I almost want to rewatch it, but maybe it's a bad idea. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think, well, I think we even said even the Food for Feet song is, like, not that good because no, – it's boring. It's like know, a boring, like, Caribbean-type song. No, no, no. It was it, – no, it's like um, it's like an alternative indie rock type oh, song. Oh, I thought it was like – okay. Oh, right, because I thought he was in San Cabo or whatever. And <laughs> it was. Uh, you, I think you're thinking of that one where Cam, Cam Mitchell does the Cam dance. Oh, um, right. Rage to Kill. Yeah. yeah, Rage to Kill, where he's like, you know, kind of partying down to some reggae type <laughs> of thing. Funny. No, this is, um, you know, I think we said in review that, you know, in the old days, you'd have like a pumping sort of like rock song, yeah. like yep. Keep on Fighting from right. – uh, um, Deadly Force, or there's a lot of examples, or Fight to the Finish from um, uh, the Martini movie. Right, Return Fire. Return Fire, the song Return Fire. By the time the mid-90s rolled around, when there's like grunge and indie rock and all that, yeah. they they kind of like went that route. And it's just, just okay. another clue that Overkill is maybe a movie maybe you shouldn't watch, unless yeah. you're intrigued. But. Yeah, unless you're intrigued. I mean, we didn't like it much, and I, I don't think it's going to hold up if I somehow procure a copy in the future. <laughs> we didn't like it at the time. I doubt it will change now. That is true. And I just, you know, these dang grunge people, you know, with their plaid <laughs> shirts, you know, it's like they take away our awesome bands like Dockin' and Rat, and then they replace it with your plaid shirts. And it's just like, no, don't don't replace that. It's like, so you get from, you know, these great docking songs, you know, like, you know, <laughs> Into the Fire or a rap song that Nobody Rides for Free from the Point Break soundtrack. Nobody right. Rides for Free, which I think I meant this before, but that means Roger Ebert watched Point Break, watched the credits, <laughs> and he heard a rat song. It's like... <laughs> And he's like right. pumping his fist and banging he's his head. Rocking out. He, he, his popcorn's gone all over the place. He's rocking out. <laughs> well, and if he did that, probably lots of audiences in 1990 or so did that. Yeah, that would be amazing. I mean, he's, his popcorn's all over. He was all, it's all over his hair and all stuff. So, and other so. people's hair, but they're, they're, all their hair is swinging, so they don't really care because they just That's kind true. of. Yeah, you can shake out the popcorn. It's just like that. Um, but. <laughs> so we went from that to food for feet. I mean, it's just. Yeah, what, a, what a letdown. Yeah, what just <laughs> devastating. De- Devastation. <laughs> Music devastation. <laughs> also the name of a band you can bang your head to. Devastation. Oh, nice. But, um, we can go but to anyway, the next uh, Overkill. Yeah, Overkill. The other Overkill. From 1987, directed by Ule Lamel, who's uh, very controversial with his, let's say, junkie movies. <laughs> yeah, but, so but, IMDb, but we have to look. say, that I've got two words that <laughs> yeah. will say everything about this movie. Okay. Those words are Steve Rally. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's an action hero we can all get behind. Now, I'm glad we did the other overkill first because this yeah. is like the perfect antidote to the other yeah. overkill. That's why, yeah, I'm you know. sure do. So, give um, a little plot of the other overkill from 1987. Mickey Mike Delano. Uh, clearly, which is a man. What his name wasn't Mickey. He's also a cop on the edge. 
Uh, and then he just goes undercover and, you know, Yakuza and Tokyo and all that stuff. But there's a certain scene. I know we're speaking of it. It's oh, very it's ridiculous. It's so great. Yeah. I don't, we can't give it away. It just, no. We, we can't. But let's just say it's, it's during a Bond standout time. scene and this movie needs a Blu-ray stat. Yeah, just for the scene because it's like, it's completely out of nowhere. And you <laughs> just fall out of, the, you fall on the floor laughing. That's all you're going to say. That's and all you need to say. People will know what it is. You'll know immediately. And it's like, what is going on? It's so great. We recommend this highly, I think, for for that. And it's just a very entertaining movie overall, from what I recall. We'll say it's it's, it's, uh, fun and incoherent. And it's like, it's incoherent fun. Which is just what I like. That's like right up my alley. I want incoherent fun. You know, to me, coherence is boring. I I don't care about that. I (laughs) I want to see something incoherent. This is a great example. <laughs> um, okay, so, so let's not say any more. Just watch it. Get a hold of it. Okay. Our next two movies are Rapid Fire. Now, I guess, you know what? Let's do the one from uh, the AIP one first, because there's not really much to say about it, if you remember. Um, this is from 1989. Do you remember this much? It's like there's a – wait, that's lock and load. It's just, you know, a typical kind of actioner, military actioner. It has uh, Joe Spinell. Well, I remember Joe Spinell because he's one of my favorite actors, but yeah. uh, I remember he doesn't do all that much. He doesn't do much. I think he's a sit-down role, as we call them. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know what much to say about the plot. It's a little, like, you know, kind of, you know, cliched a bit. You know, he's a terrorist, and it's not bad. It, it, what's his name? Um, Dale Zamora is an evil terrorist, played <clears throat> named Mustafa Ahmed. And then, mm-hmm. uh, oh, and then, um, hmm, hold on, I'm trying to see the main character's name. It's hard, hard to figure this out, but I think is this that William Zip? Uh, no, this has Douglas Harter, which we've talked about oh, before. Oh yeah, he's a great guy too. He's like a guy that worked at, like on all aspects of AIP movies. He was, I think, he was even a caterer or something. Yeah, Ron Waldron is the main character. His name is Mike Thompson. Oh, going up against oh, a terrorist. So yeah, I right. don't remember much. He's kind of a, uh, a guy on a screen, unfortunately. But I think. Hey, but, yeah, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say since we're planning on doing an AIP yeah. series of episodes, maybe we can go into more detail when we talk about okay. it as part of our sure. AIP series. Sure. But we just want to mention one thing about Douglas Harder because he does yeah. steal the movie. His name is Pappy. Right, Pappy, yeah. Yeah. So we'll just say that it's not a bad movie. It's just maybe it's just a little, you know, weak. <laughs> right, a little bland, yeah. Yeah. Now the next rapid fire, of course, is the classic uh, mm-hmm. Brandon Lee Powers Booth movie, Unarmed. Well, his name rapid fire. I love the tagline, Unarmed and Extremely Dangerous. Oh yeah, it's great. It's this and classic action all the way. Yeah. Mick Mancuso, Al Leon. It's awesome. It delivers the goods. I mean, yeah, we watched it recently, right? Um, uh, well, that's a few years. Yeah. Okay. Well, to me, that's recent, okay. but it stands in my mind. And also, this has a much better soundtrack with songs by Hardline. Yes, and, I love Hardline. Um, did, wait, did they play "Taking Me Down" in that movie? Uh, I, think, I don't think they did. I right? think I think so. it was, no, it's, isn't that in the credits? Oh, I don't remember, but that's awesome. Um, <laughs> we mentioned it's funny. We mentioned uh, Getting Even in this review, too. And let's not forget the Getting Even with uh, Edward Albert. And let's, we forgot that Edward Albert's name is Tag Tagger. In- oh. <laughs> so I didn't want to yes. – forgot to say that, but now I just did, so it's fine. 
but Hardline is an awesome band. If people haven't heard of it, uh, and yeah, most of their songs are on this on this movie. And Taking Me Down is an awesome song. So take a, take a listen. So, um, but but as far as the movie, you know, it has all these great action set pieces. Yes, uh, Lee awesome. is great. Yeah, yeah. It's so just most people have probably seen it who yeah. listen to this. But if you haven't seen it in a while, it might be worth a rewatch just oh. because. It just it's just so well done. It just it delivers pretty much everything you want. It, it has everything. It just delivers the goods. I mean, it's fun. I love that. I want. He does an awesome kick. Let's say yes, I know scary. what the kick you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to I want to double check one thing about Hardline, is uh, a rhythm from a red car. It's a really cool song. <laughs> so just to get that out there. So uh, I won't say. Yeah, right. you know, <laughs> maybe uh, I will. <laughs> Keep you on the edge of your seat. So. But okay, so rapid fire two very different um, yeah. uh, as far as the rapid fires go. Yeah. If you're gonna watch them together, I definitely watch the Brandon Lee one second. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so, what else rapid you got? Fire, rapid fire. Okay, so I say the year from that. It was '92. So okay. Okay, so our next one is another kind of weaker movies. It's called Bounty Hunters. Now this mm-hmm. now the one we're gonna talk about first. It is one of Michael Dudikoff. Right. And and we will be talking about Dudikoff on the Director Video Connoisseur podcast tomorrow. tomorrow. We're, we're yeah. recording it tomorrow. I'm not sure when he's right. going to drop it, but we are going to do that. So, and then there was a sequel to this, by the way, yeah. but not to get you ahead of ourselves. So there's Bounty Hunters 1 and 2. Yeah, Bounty Hunters 2, Hardball. And the villain is Tony Curtis. Oh, Tony Curtis. You got to love his voice. I mean, yes. so that's why Center of the Web is one of the funniest movies of all time, especially at the end when he explains everything. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny because you hear that voice and he has this, the funniest explanation of all time why uh, Bill Zip or whoever is, or Ted Pryor is in the Center of the Web. It's so funny. It's like, <laughs> And he has that thick kind of like yeah. Queens accent. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, my carpenter's brother's boyfriend's uh, <laughs> ex-husband. <laughs> it's like, it's so funny. Uh, um, so talk about this one for a second. Uh, Michael Dudikoff uh, plays Daniel Jersey Bellini. It's kind of a, more of an action comedy, if you remember. Yeah, yeah and more, from what I remember, the comedy doesn't really fly that high. Land, from I mean, it's fun enough. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's a sequel. I mean, I, we gave this three stars or three bits. And oh, we I mean, liked I think, it. We liked uh-huh. it, but I think maybe we kind of gave it a break. I think because you know Dudikoff, you know, and Cobra and all that stuff. He's trying to be more, you know, likable, not likable, but more energetic. Because Dudikoff right. was likable. Well, so, I guess we, yeah, okay. I think I see what they were trying to do. Yeah. They were just having him be, be more like a Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Renegade. So. Some syndicated show. Right, but he already did it with Cobra, and then some goofball canceled it. You know, it would be funny if Cobra was still on today, twenty years later. <laughs> Well, all good things have to come to an end. Come on, that's you, you got to realize that. Well, look at SVU. That's still on 20 years later. Well, that, that's true. So why not Cobra? But yeah, I've, this is like kind of a lighthearted action comedy. It's, I, I would watch it even get it for you know watch it for free, which I think we did. And um, the other movie, well, Hardball, t- well, Bounty Hunters 2 Hardball. I remember nothing about that, but I think it was well, actually we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other Bounty Hunters is <laughs> the one with Stratus, right? I, yes. Trish Stratus and Boomer Phillips and Frank J. Zupanic. 
Okay. I think this is not so much that it's a low budget movie, but it's very, very Canadian. Like yes. a lot of the stuff we watch, you know, it's shot in Canada and, you know, that's yeah. all well and good. But this has a certain Canadian flavor to it. Like there's Canadian yes. accents. It's, it's in the snow. It's it, there's something actually Canadian about the content of the movie. Absolutely. Um, so if you're Definitely. interested in that um, as a maybe if you're a Canadian listener and you haven't seen it, um, check it out. Um, I mean, Well, actually, I don't know because we didn't like this movie. No, I guess we thought it was stupid, but uh, was, yeah, right, like, didn't we? Well, we thought it was relentlessly stupid, and you know, <laughs> it's so it's just it's just junkies. It's kind of low rent, you know, um, down market a bit. Because I think it would have been cool if it was just Trish Stratus beating up people. Now you get like one or two scenes of that, and it's like cool, and it's in the beginning too. It's like so you you kind of hopes up. So. Well, I, I think that's what we thought it was going to be going in, and certainly that's how they make it look. And I do think an action movie built almost 100% around Trish Stratus is it not a bad idea. I mean, that's, no, there's, no. there's nothing wrong with doing that, but I, I think in this there's some comedy that falls flat. Right? It falls flat, and also she leaves the movie for a while. Yeah, so, that was a problem. That's a big like, problem. Like, I am here for Trish. Come on. <laughs> Right, which is, if you look in the box, it's all Trish all the time. You can't have you can't have a, a big long section where she's not around. You know, that's, well, that's here, here's the uh, you know nail in the coffin. The movie's seventy nine minutes and it has filler. That's what we said. <laughs> I can't believe that. I mean, no. I would just avoid it if you can. Let's. I guess if you're interested, go watch it. But it's not good. So, <laughs> all right, uh, moving on. Okay, we're gonna go to another. <laughs> The second movie I'm mentioning is sillier than the first one, which is Red Line. Now, the, okay, there's the Red Line with uh, Rutger Hauer and Mark Dacascos from 1997. And then there's the other Red Line with Chad McQueen from, like, 1996. So I, the best one to talk about first would be the one with Rutger Hauer, I think. Now, you remember this one? or? Um, well, tell the audience. Okay, so in the Rutger Hauer Red Line, it's kind of set in the future. He gets killed and then he's like re- resurrected, and it's kind of it's kind of junky, but it's fun. He has you know, he shoots people. He goes out, you know, the Costco's is the villain. Not saying it's bad, but it's definitely stupid. So it's like already. Um, but there's a part that's kind of wacky. I don't want should I give it away. Do you remember this? I wouldn't. I, I mean, okay. are you sure I've seen this one? Because my memory is <laughs> gone. We watched you know, this together. Absolutely. And, oh, okay. It's it's a movie. It's kind of a movie on a screen. It kind of disappears from your memory while you watch it a bit. <laughs> but, um, I'm saying it's bad. I mean, I have a copy. I found it from your movie warehouse uh, this year back in January. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, I'm just gonna say it because it's the standout scene. Rugger right, Howard is you fighting. Like you know, fast yeah. forward or fast take forward. your buds out now. Yeah, Rugger Howard is fighting naked kickboxers, female kickboxers. Okay, you remember that, that part? Say that, yes. It's hard to forget something like that. You know, Sirio Santiago has done similar things. <laughs> done that like five times. You got Firecracker, you got Angel uh, Fist, and Angel of Destruction. He's done that. Topless uh, kickboxing. Right? I'm, go ahead. Silk? Oh, and Silk. Silk? Yeah. I think it happens at least Silk, too, I think. And Silk one. So he's done it like five, six times. It's amazing. It's a great idea. <laughs> I said, when you've, got, when you've got a winner, don't let it go. Yeah. So this is kind of similar. It's just a quick fight scene between Rutger Hauer, who's clothed, and he's fighting mm-hmm. topless female kickboxers. That's the best part, because the rest of the movie is kind of mediocre. 
um, and there's some prerequisite torture. It's okay. So, um, yeah, it's darkly. I know I'm kind of bashing a little bit. But it's really not bad. But if you had nothing else to watch, and you had Redline, perfect. Okay. <laughs> now, the other Redline from 1995, not 96. <laughs> now the cast is amazing. Uh, Chad McQueen, Dom DeLuise, Michael Madsen, Jan Michael Vincent, Robert Sadar, Julie Strain, Corey Feldman, and of course, we'll talk about him for in a second, Chuck Zito. <laughs> oh, um, we'll we'll talk about him in a second. Cast. The cast is so amazingly good. This is yeah. like a B-movie dream cast. Exactly. Unfortunately, the movie is not the best. It's definitely a lot of filler, but we'll give it the plot. I haven't heard of this one. Uh, Chad McQueen is an auto mechanic, and he just, you know, you know, steal cars for Michael Madsen. That's basically it. Right. And, he, and then it's in trouble with the bad guys and yeah. um, and goons and such. And Corey Feldman's a goon and a certain goon and <laughs> his acting almost acting debut, Chuck Zito. Yeah, his, his acting is is unbelievably great and yeah, it makes great. the movie. It does. He's you watch it. He's like this guy sh- should be in more action movies. He's only in it for like what a minute, but he stands out. He actually steals the whole movie. I think. Yeah, he does. So his minute or maybe a little more, but this short brief time that he's on screen, let's just say he lights up the screen. Yeah, he sure does. And it's just like <laughs> he could should have been action star, like a legit one, not like a goofy one we always talk about. You know, Chuck Z would be perfect. You could say Zito. It'd be great. maybe it'd be like a mob guy. Oh. oh, oh. I know he had the segment already, but he could be a mob guy, maybe go up against like a Costas Mandalore. You know, like, See, what's that title you always talk about? Yeah. What's that title you always talk about? Mandalore. Um, just because kind of does on the fly. Uh, no one escapes the mob. Remember that? It's a like, cross cut. Cross cut. All right. Okay. It's like no one escapes the mob, and it's like a Mandalore, and he has a gun sideways. <laughs> well, as you do. The cover um, is awesome. The movie, just okay. It doesn't really deliver that awesome cover, I have to say, if you want to watch Crosscut. So I guess um, you double-check that title. No, but, but Chuck Zito really should have top-lined more movies. Absolutely. Um, and in the perfect way to kind of do his debut movie, if this happened in the 80s or 90s, is it could the movie could be directed by Joseph Zito. Oh, that'd be it, great to the director of Invasion USA. Yeah, perfect. Double the Zito. And, and uh, Red Scorpion. So, you know, a movie by Joseph Zito starring Chuck Zito, I think that would be really great. I can't agree more. I, we'll go to our next one. We'll make this one quick because I only have a few more. Um, okay. Let's do – yeah, uh, we have hmm, – we'll go with Sudden Death. You know, we'll just, obviously the first movie stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, which we've talked about in the, our episode, Jean-Claude Van Ranked. <laughs> yes. So we we obviously know the plot of that. I'm not even going to explain it. Um, but it's a good movie. You know, Powers Booth is back, you know, from Rapid Fire to Sudden Death. Hey, uh, your buddy. Check it out. Now, my buddy, I have the Sudden Death tape signed by him before he passed away. So I cherish that. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, it, yeah, it says, Ty, you're a great guy. <laughs> Sorry, and Powers Booth, it's like, thanks. He doesn't even know me. Yeah, oh, it says, Ty, you're the best. It's like, thanks. I mean, <laughs> I never... it, but you don't know what he actually wrote. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you should frame it so you can actually see it. But... Yeah, but I need the box to watch Sudden Death, so I can't have a okay. naked Sudden Death. So. All right. Yeah, yeah, Ty, you're the best. It's very nice of him to put that because I never met I loved it. I met him because I could talk to him about Rapid Fire. So, 
Um, yeah, so we know that movie, you know, you know, I'm in sudden death, Basson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we'll go to the next one, which is a uh, 80s classic, uh, the vigilante movie, Sudden Death, Sig Shore. Right. Right. Sure. Want to talk about that one for a minute? It's 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 down and dirty. Has that gritty yeah. sort of New York feel that I really like. And you know, Sig Shore. People might know him as I don't know if he's did he direct Superfly or he's like one of the producers. He was involved oh, in Superfly. He's involved in Superfly and the Return of Superfly, <laughs> which is another one of these gritty New York movies. Yeah. So he really had that going. Um, you know, and I believe that and the box is great. The poster is pretty. It's great. I mean, it's for. You know, it's very basic. It's just a woman holding a gun, and it says, "Don't mess with this dirty Harriet." Yep, it's awesome. It's great. And you know, our our mutual friend, our Jill, she got me a copy. It was really nice of her to do. And it's just a great movie. It's really, really gritty. Uh, well, obviously the plot, the Death Wish or Dirty Harriet yeah. is a woman, basically. Right. But right. you gotta watch it. The baddies. Um, yeah, and it's 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 great. And um, yeah, Denise Coward. I guess it's the former Miss. Uh, Australia, so oh. that's pretty cool. So, um, and also the Connecticut connection I meant to mention before. Sig Shore lived in Connecticut. Oh, and, that's awesome. And so did Moby. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so, I believe he was from Darien, and um, nice Moby slave from Darien. <laughs> and um, uh, Sig Shore, I think, lived in Stamford or somewhere. One of the ones that's right oh, outside cool. New York City. That's probably where he ended up living later in his life. But anyway, there's, anytime there's a Connecticut connection, I'm going to mention it. So there, there they are. Moby and Sig Shore together. Together at last. Yes. <laughs> so we'll just – our next movie, unless you want to keep talking about this. Well, we kind of recommended both. You know, obviously, quick recommends, good movies. We're going to go with Special Forces. Now – there are two special forces. If you think there would be a lot more movies called special forces, but there's one from 2000 with Daniel Bernhardt and one from 2003 with Scott Atkins. And I think. Right. And I want to talk about the one that's also called Black Sea Raid. Yeah, Black Sea Raid is the Daniel Bernhardt one. But I want to talk about second. Um, okay. Because the one with Scott Atkins is pure fun. Another new image movie, but it's fun. It's, it's Isaac Florentine. It, you, it's it's like uh, U.S. Seals 2. So definitely check that out when you, if you can. Very underrated. Yeah. You wouldn't um, think. You think, oh, this is some new image, you know, slog or something. It's very special. It, it's not. It's it's a lot better than you might think. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Marshall Teague and uh, Scott Atkins. Um, last. I'm sorry, what did you say? Just together at last. Must together at last. <laughs> being six so we'll go to the sillier one, which is... Special Forces from 2000, uh, aka Black Sea Raid, directed by the guy who made American Kickboxer 2, Geno Hody. I I love this guy. He's yeah. he, he's just very underrated <laughs> director because I don't think he really understands America very well. No. And, <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know in these movies things don't really happen and people don't really talk in in the way that an American director might. You yeah, know, English has like a fifth dark. language. Yeah, so that's um, that's one of the things that makes it very enjoyable. Because it's it's just weird. I mean, there's all these wacky moments. There's like I can't. It's hard to explain, but you have to check it out because it's like what's going on, but you still enjoy it because it's so goofy. It's really yeah, it's, really fun. Yeah, it's like almost like an English as a second language movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, perfect. Just like American Kickboxer 2 is in a way. <laughs> yes. So I wish this Gino Hardy or Hardle or however you say it, I wish he made more movies. Uh, well, we should be thankful for the ones he did make. Yes. And they, they do say our classic thing, we got company. <laughs> of course. Well, that, that we could have said that about almost any of the movies we've talked about today or in any other podcast. Well, we said there's a bunch of wacky, strange edits. And, you know, that's what we love about that's being delivered to our VCRs because this is only on tape, at least last I checked. So we said Special Forces is not a failure. It's an entertaining success against all odds. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. That, that, perfect that, way of putting it. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. that tracks. Much <laughs> like a VHS tape, that tracks. Yeah, that's perfect. You don't need tracking. <laughs> so our last movie is the, the double title of Showdown. Now, uh, the first one stars Billy Blanks. I think I got to get the year, but 1990. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll laugh. Showdown um, from 1993. Oh, wait a second. And Showdown from 1993. <laughs> yeah, they're both from 1993. Yeah. yeah. So end on this kind of high note. Uh, Billy Blanks, well, let's talk about that one first for a minute. You know, it's kind of like a karate kid, but it's like a rated R karate kid. <laughs> Which is what you want. Yeah. Ken Marks, played by Ken Scott with two N's. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> it's cl- it's classic uh, karate kid, but it's fun. You know, Billy Blanks is a janitor, and he teaches him how to fight. And uh, guess who's back? Oh no, it's not Marshall Teague. That's a dangerous place. Uh, Patrick Kilpatrick and Brian James also oh. posted. And Ken McLeod. Right. Um, is this the one we call him? Oh, sorry. Bubblehead. No, that's Town to the Eagle. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, right. He calls right. Um, Jalal Murhaya Bubba Head. <laughs> so it, this is a fun one. I mean, it, it, now it's available on, you know, Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, the showdown yeah, with the blanks. It to Blu-ray. Finally. Uh, finally, yeah. Yeah, I still got the old tape. So. Like the MVD, who released My Samurai oh, and all these other VHS-type yeah. movies. Exactly, um, MVD did this one. And it's really cool. I definitely check it out. So, and finally, our last movie, gonna end on a high note, Showdown, directed and starring Leo Fong. Ah, uh, yes. Troy Donahue, Richard Lynch, and Werner Herzinger. Now, now that's another guy that should have done more movies, Werner Herzinger. Yeah. He's like this big, blonde, German guy who yeah. should have done more things. And he's like, a, he's an evil biker, right? Yeah, and his grasp of English is not the best, but it, no. that doesn't really matter. And uh, But this is the one where Leo Fong says, how would you like a shovel head, right? Yes, and he hits a guy with a shovel. So buy <laughs> this movie immediately. Uh, <laughs> so buy it while you're listening to this. That's how fast you have to watch it and buy it. <laughs> um, so, yes, how do, this has the immortal line, how would you like a shovel head, from Leo Fong. Um, it's, it's Leo Fong, you can't help but love him. So I think, I think might do a, yeah, sorry. I said, I think you did an impression of this and I put it at the end of one of our episodes. Is oh, that, you did. So I won't do it again then. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, go ahead. Do it again. How do you like a shovel head? Okay. Yeah, well, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm totally working on my Leo Fong or Leonardo Fong or <laughs> Leonard Fong. Fong. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think we talked about doing a Len, Leonard Fong episode. <laughs> yeah, I think he has enough material for a podcast, just like Richard Norton. Well, he has more. <laughs> but, uh, but Leo Fong, I really think, needs more time in the spotlight. Yeah, exposure, just like uh, Ron Marchini. So. 
Yeah, which people like. So we'll have to do a, a Leo Fong. We'll uh, definitely episode. do that in the, in the, in the new year. So now, that, AIP re- released Showdown, and the box, yes. like the people on the box, yes. are not in the movie at all. They're just like models they got to be on the front of the box. And in the back of the box, is just the same picture as the front of the box with the models. <laughs> so, what, what, Warner Hertzinger and Leo Fong aren't good enough anymore? You have to get some. Donahue or Richard Lynch? None of those. Those are names. Those are actual names. Like, at least Richard Lynch. You know? Instead, they got these, like, people that are just have nothing to do with anything. You know? I would love to get the behind the scenes on that. That'd be really funny. It's like, AIP wants you for a photo shoot. What? <laughs> I know, and they did that a lot. This isn't the only time they did it. They did it other times. Did they do it for street hits with Cookie? I think they did, yeah. On the streets, the rage is burning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I believe they did, which is funny because get they'll, when they have actual names like Troy Donahue and Richard Lynch, they won't put them on the box cover. But when they have like people like Robert Zadar and Ted Pryor, they will put them on the box cover, like Final uh, Sanction. Yeah, Final Sanction. Right. So, so, so why, why is that better than having these other people? I don't get it. No, no, I don't get it. Does that help like the video retailers? I don't, I would love to know, but we have to go to get a time machine for this one. <laughs> I think that would be fascinating to know unless we could somehow get an interview with someone who worked at AIP back then. I don't think we're ever going to know. See, that's the funny thing about, you know, it's like talk about time travel. Oh, would you kill the guy who made the Hitler shirt or something? But, <laughs> but this time yeah, we want to go back in time to talk. I'm, I'm sorry, cut you off. No, no, no. Go ahead. So yeah, we could go back to the guy who made the Hitler shirt, but then we might go back in time to talk to people of AIP models. <laughs> or maybe the models themselves. That'd be great. They're still hanging around, probably. So That wasn't that long ago. So th- that's it for the titles. Actually, there are a few more, but the episode would be like three hours long. Um, you know, there's other similar types we have on the site. Angel of Death, The Hard Way, Moving Target, Perfect Weapon, <laughs> Riot, The Heist with Luke Perry slash Wolf Larson, uh, The Hunted, all that stuff. So we're not going to oh, talk about this. We could do this as a part two. Oh, if okay, you if you want. want. Sure. I just, I just ran out of times. If you want, yeah, I'll happily do a part two of this because it was fun. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I guess that's it for uh, this episode. We have some plugs and uh, we have – we have an email. We have an email, so let's do the plugs first. We have uh, comeuppanceviews.net, the website. And then we're on uh, Facebook with the website name. We're on Twitter, Ty Comeuppance. And Ty Action Rocks is my Instagram. Um, and I think, is that it? Oh, where where uh, can you find us? Great podcast. <laughs> well, it's on most of the podcatchers. Um, right. Most people get it on iTunes, but you can also get it on Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, wow. um, Google Play, Amazon, all of that's them a, except except one. Right. Um, we, we said that a hundred times already. So, right. so I think you know. I don't even know if we need to keep repeating that, but no, maybe we do. I don't know. Well, we, um, well, we have to keep repeating that we're on these podcatchers, right? So, um, a rate and review. I haven't said that in a little while, uh, but you know, nice comments. <laughs> Right, now, we do have an email from Richard Hawes. Yeah. Oh, what uh, is the email? Oh, okay. oh yeah, the email. See, someone's paying attention. It's uh, yeah. you and Richard Hawes are paying attention to uh, crpodcast at yahoo.com. Yes, former uh, guest, uh, previous guest of ours, Richard Hawes. Awesome guy. He'll be back on soon. Yes, and we, yeah. we have an email. It's a little long, but... Okay. 
Since, well, you know, we got nothing but time, so uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, no one else emails it. us, so uh, I'm just going to read it, and then we could maybe comment on some of the things he says. Go right ahead. So, so it says, hey, Ty and Brett, just wanted to send a quick message to say how much I appreciate all the work you're doing. I've just been catching up with the three most recent episodes of the podcast, and your guest spot on Matt Poirier's, too. All three of you have a great dynamic, and I think you all work really well together. Never a dull moment on any of your shows, but I especially like these conversations. Okay, so we'll we'll have to do more with Matt. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> we do a lot with him already. Um, yeah, so we'll maybe we'll do more. Podcast tomorrow, you know, with, uh, with Mike Dudikoff. So. <laughs> yes, uh, but I appreciate that sentiment. That's nice. I, I agree with him. Right. I think we do, we do have a good rapport with him, which is why, yeah. you know, He's a guest on our podcast, and yeah. we're a guest on his, and it, it's a reciprocal thing. I love doing uh, it, and it's always a great time with Matt. So. Yes, and um, the next paragraph, he says, uh, congratulations on reaching 30 shows. They're always a great nostalgia trip as well as an education. I just wish I had more time to devote to seeing some of the films you've mentioned. I've seen a lot more than the average person, but there are still <laughs> many I never got to see or never knew about. Well, I do want to say that that's one of the things about the podcast that we try to do. I mean, we, yeah. we intentionally try to bring movies to the fore that people might not have seen. So yeah, I like doing uh, that. Always fun, like showdown and all these movies you mentioned today. So yeah. So, I mean, don't feel bad that you haven't seen them. Cause I mean, yeah, first off, bad. how many people can really see all these movies, but also we try, <laughs> we try to uh, bring those, these movies to the fore, you know? Absolutely. So, um, uh, let's see. Uh, see, I never knew about. Uh, we introduced a throwback feature on our show, which has given me a greater opportunity to look at some classic titles. But I've mainly been using it, using it as an excuse to revisit some favorites from the '90s rather than anything new, which I would recommend doing to just about anybody because that's where the good 90s stuff is. Movies are the better movies now. And yep. '80s, in the my truth. opinion. '80s, yeah, uh, the truth. It's the truth. Uh, oh, by the way, I think you should always open with looking for action. It's perfect. <laughs> If we did talk about that, should we change it? You know, so he was listening. Oh, and that's I, right. Yeah. I think that was a discussion on one episode. Should we change it? And so he says, no, we shouldn't. Um, and we he won't. Says, it's perfect. <laughs> it's, he says, it's perfect. In terms of closing the show, I was disappointed. One of his shows, 28, I think, didn't have a song selection. That's a great feature, too. <laughs> the format of the show from start to end with all the rambling digressions is exactly what I want it to be. And I hope you guys keep that's it up for a long nice. time. So, again, beyond, thank you. beyond nice. Yeah, that's beyond nice. It's, it's great. The reason why I didn't put a, a song in that, which I think was the Meatheads episode, is I thought it was going on a bit long as it was. And also it was hard to come up with a song that ties into the theme of Meatheads. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, well, song. it's long. I can't think of a Meathead-based song, so I'm just going to end it, you know? Yeah, um, understandable. <laughs> So that was my thought process on that. But I actually do appreciate that feedback. And I always yeah, try to do a breaks. song and, and, and the song relates in some way, form or fashion to the topic. Um, and, uh, and I'll put a little bit, usually it's Ty yeah. uh, at the end of the song. Yeah. So listen to the end of the song, everybody could, uh, yeah. or fast forward it. But, uh, yeah. um, but in the, yeah, in the last one, uh, about Don the dragon, the song was, um, was actually called theme for a dragon. Oh really? Um, I which, I, didn't, I didn't hear that yet because I have to listen back to make sure if we have any new ideas to write down. <laughs> no, it's this. Uh, it's an instrumental song by T Rex, and they, you know That's they have cool. a song called called Theme for a Dragon. So how That's could cool. I not Perfect. use that? But um, there's more. He says. More. Uh, okay. Yes. It says a few thoughts on the episodes. When I was listening yeah. to the Meatheads one, I had in mind Donald Gibb and Howie Long, as well as many of the ones you mentioned. Did we mention? I guess we didn't mention Donald Gibb and Howie Long. 
I don't remember. You know, I don't. But, but those are good people. To, those are good to ones. Meet. Yeah, Howie Long, of course, is a classic Squarehead. I think we talked yeah, about Squarehead. Yeah, I think um, we've mentioned Squarehead before. As far as Donald Gibb, yeah, we probably should have mentioned him. Uh, but I'm, but I'm glad you mentioned that because we, we want. I'm you convinced know. he did. But that's okay. I mean, oh. mentioning I like Donald Gibb. He's very you know he has it. Yeah, we so. say he has it. He has that big personality that we both yeah. like. Um, uh, I was never a big Wincott fan. But I should certainly check out a few of his again sometime. In relation to Don Wilson, there's still a lot of his I need to catch up on, as many were never widely available here in the UK. Now, that's that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Like He's like a U.S.-based actor, only actor in the U.S. I I would love to know, and maybe we could ask him, or you could write it back, but why? Is that because because of the censorship, or is it other things? That's a great question. Uh, He does kick a lot in the head. (laughs) And maybe just... The video companies over there didn't see him as like a viable a star. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. That's probably it. You know, it's like, well, maybe get the occasional Donna Dragon, but not as many because maybe he's not a hit in their, uh, you know, UK video stores or charity shops. <laughs> I care about. <laughs> but that, but that is really interesting because here yeah. over here, he's like a mainstay in video yeah. stores and on cable. So the fact that he wasn't in the UK is, is pretty interesting. Yeah, I like uh, hearing that. Interesting, for sure. For example, I think I've only seen half of the Bloodfist catalog. Well, that's oh. understandable because there's like eight of them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. said, I'm glad you all spoke so fondly of Operation Cobra, a.k.a. Inferno, which yeah. had on an imported DVD and did enjoy the commentary for. Again, it's a disc I wish I still had. Oh, As it's gone. You, Sorry, buddy. As you mentioned, the Indian location really brought something special. Like you guys, I was an Evan Lurie fan, too. I always wanted to know more about him. Like Scott Valentine, he just has something of Sylvester Stallone about him, but he's very much a unique presence in his own right. Now, it's funny. We haven't talked very much about Scott Valentine. i got to look up his career. Now, I have one of his movies called Homicidal Impulse. Now, it's one of these kind of erotic thrillers. Right. Uh, it's okay. I mean, it's fine. I'll, I'll double-check a Scott Valentine IMDb page to see what's going on with him. Well, yeah, and also Video 7, where you source a lot of your movies. Doesn't he yeah. have, like, a lot of Scott Valentine movies? <laughs> yeah, I think I bought, like, two or three this year, just kind of inadvertently, really. It's like, I mean, I know him just from growing up as, from you know, from family ties. but um, Or uh, in My Demon Lover, I believe he's I was he's just about to mention that. Um, but, but that's, you know, being a neophyte to the world of Scott Valentine. I'm like a Scott Valentine newbie. I mean, I only know the obvious things. I know he's been in other stuff. Um but uh, let's see what else. Uh, Richard goes on to say um, one Don movie I don't think he mentioned was Moving Target, which seems to have a unique place in film history for being a remake made by both the original film's writer director as well as its star. OK, now that's another interesting thing he brings up because I don't think we well, I know we didn't go into that at all about no, the history of Moving Target. Um, well, yeah, there's two moving targets, and well, I was going to talk about that maybe on this next <laughs> double episode. All right, so how about if we do a part two of this, we could mention that. Yeah, I want to moving target. So. Okay, and um, there's another paragraph, which is, oh, okay. this season, I'm working my way through a lot of festive films, but aside from Die Hard 1 stuff, I can't really think of many Christmas set action films to watch. I wish I still had my old Riot disc, so I guess that's another disc he doesn't have, unfortunately. Riot um, Gary Daniels? I would, yeah, because doesn't that take place during Christmas? Oh, yeah, it does. It does. That was, that's yeah. a fun one. And as that's quite hard to find on streaming services here. And I don't have any of that fancy know-how that allows you to circumvent regional restrictions and watch things <laughs> like Hmm. Yeah, that's probably tricky if you're in another country. Uh, we've had Fat Man released, which is intriguing. 
but it's not compelling me to rent it. Although it looks as close as we'll perhaps ever get to seeing a film like the deadpan spoof trailer of The Night the Reindeer Died in Scrooged. I don't, I've don't. i seen Scrooge. I don't really remember that. But, um, no, I, I, I saw that ages ago, Scrooge. So. Um, I'd much rather watch something a bit more old school. Well, I understand that. There are perhaps understandably plenty of horror films for me to choose from, and I'm watching many. The Christmas set action seems to have been a very limited trend from the mid-80s to the mid-90s. So if there's anything I'm missing out on, I'd love to hear about it. And the last bit is, before I go, here's a link to a folder of magazine scans I was kindly sent a while back. I used to have oh, loads cool. of my own, but they seem to have vanished. This is really frustrating. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there if you'd like to take a look, though, or a look through. And he sends a, um, a link, which I'm going to check out, and then he says, take care, Richard. Richard, oh, thank you for taking nice. the time to write that email. It's it's epic. Um, yeah, thank you. That's very nice, and I'm, I'm happy you read it on the air. So it was great. That's really nice of you. Thanks so much. And, and I it, think that's a Go ahead. Yeah, I've seen you brought up a lot of interesting points and a lot of absolutely almost like filled in a lot of the gaps we didn't mention of things that over the <laughs> yeah, past I like that. So, so I'm gonna write some of that stuff down. So you know, like Scott Valentine, and which <laughs> that's very nice. Thanks so much again. So, yeah. So yeah, thanks for the email. Yeah. Um, continue. Yeah, continue. Yeah, you'll point. be back. We can talk about Scott Atkins. Yeah, we talk about Scott Atkins, maybe talk about Scott Valentine. Who knows? Yeah, oh yeah, two Scots, perfect. <laughs> yeah, kind of like today's episode where we're doubling up on things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks to the Comeuppance Warriors. I thought that'd be a good segue after getting oh, yes. Uh, this email. Yeah. If we thank the Warriors in a while. Yep. Thank you for all our Warriors. <laughs> and. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking yeah, out the, for the podcast yeah. and the, really the, the website that. and yeah and, uh, everything. So when we'll. So thanks for checking that out and we'll be back real soon. Bye. Okay. Bye.
this sucks, man. But 